Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1. Okay, we can go live to the Glass Mask Theatre now, where as we speak, playwright and actor Rex Ryan is rehearsing for a new play that starts tomorrow. Good afternoon, Rex. Good afternoon, Brendan. How are you? Good. Can I ask you first, that maybe, will the real Rex Ryan please stand up? There, there are now two Rex Ryans. <laughs> yes, uh, unbelievably. There's, uh, I've known this for quite a while, but your researcher mentioned it to me and uh, I've been dealing with it for ages. There's a Rex Ryan, inexplicably, from America and he's, an Amer- he's a football coach, an American football coach. So um, what my parents obviously thought was a really exclusive, interesting, uh, never-before-used name has actually been taken by a rather famous lad uh, who used to coach the New York Jets. Okay, are you in touch with him? No, I'm not. But uh, the, there was a period where I'd wake up um, on a Sunday morning and I don't like social media that much, but I'd use it as a tool for promoting the plays. And uh, there'd be there'd be a, a sort of a, a line of tweets um, saying, Rex Ryan, you're a liar and you've ruined everything we worked so hard to create. <laughs> uh, Rex, Rex Ryan, how could you have done this to the jets we were doing so well and on top of this i'd get the odd the odd picture of a foot and i was thinking okay this is interesting um and it turns out that rex ryan uh, i was actually involved in the scandal where he had a foot fetish so <laughs> i was i was receiving pictures of feet and saying rex ryan we know what you've been up to so uh I just started responding to them after a while and saying, yeah, I'm really disappointed with uh, what I did to the Jets. I'm so sorry. Um, Let's not talk about the foot thing. It hasn't been proven. Um, So, yeah, I'd love to meet Rex Ryan and, you know, have a go him for robbing my name. But there there you go. It's bizarre. Yeah, because they're like I, Jerry and Mara did think there'd only be one Rex, and they'd see it on a poster. And but I believe it was between Rex and Wolf they were going to call you. I think you should have been called Wolf, and you could now be call, call yourself El Lupo. I think it would suit you perfectly. Can you not El see Lupo. it? El Lupo. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I just Rex Ryan El Lupo, and with the entrance music, like there a wrestler, like sort of Mexican <laughs> exactly. masked wrestler. Exactly. I just played a character called El Catador, uh, the assassin. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's my natural energy. I should. Is uh, that I that's the one on where that. you had the huge moustache? Yeah. No, that's a, a brothel photographer I played in a Western <laughs> series. I, I, pl- yeah. I played. Uh, these are yeah. If you're looking for subtle, nuanced performances, don't watch these. I, uh, I played a, a brothel photographer, and most of the performance was contained in the tash itself. And uh, I played a, I played a crossbow wielding, diamond smuggling Spanish assassin um, called the Hunter. He should and, he uh, should have been called El Lupo. I'm sure we all agree. Um, yeah, okay. he should have. It was a grave mistake by the scriptwriter. Yes, I, I think you should adopt El Lupo as a moniker. I think you'd go far. Listen, wh- what but, else have you been up to? What's going on with the theatre? Are you off to off-Broadway or off-off-Broadway? Well, first of all, thank you, because the last time we talked, we sold an inordinate amount of tickets and everyone who came into Glass Mask, pretty much everyone, said... Uh, we always ask how you heard about it and they said the Brendan O'Connor show. So uh, it was that was really helpful. They'd be coming in now saying, we've heard about this guy called El Lupo. Is he here? Can the we one, see him? Yeah, the, 
I want to see the one-man wolf show, which I'll do um, in time. So, yeah, Brendan, since the last time we chatted, for the listeners that don't know, Glass Mask Theatre is a new writing theatre on Dawson Street. Um, we've got a great group of uh, writers, actors and directors, and I'm the director of the company. So we started with essentially nothing, as I've said before, funded off uh, the, uh, the Dole, and uh, now... We're continuing to produce new Irish plays to a high standard. We've got a whole group of actors, playwrights. Uh, we've got first-time playwrights, like people like Ivan Kilgallen, um, and alongside veteran playwrights like Deirdre Kinahan. So uh, it's going really well. We've managed to secure some funding, which is helpful to pay people so they can eat and live. And uh, one of our first plays that I wrote, Pop-Tart Lipstick, we're now starting to go international. So we're going to the, the first Irish festival by the Origin and theatre company off Broadway and that's going to be um, my play Pop-Tart Lipstick about a lad who just got out of the joy and he's trying to escape Dublin with a stash of drugs and go to Walt Disney World with his best friend and we're going to be doing that alongside uh, Deirdre Kinahan's play Bloody Yesterday so um, that's a big one for us going over to off Broadway and the company expanding internationally so yeah. it's all been a lot, of, a lot of hustle a lot of work but um, my, my mission to, uh, to have a successful new writing theatre and more, more than anything to get punters and my old mates from school who never go to the theatre to come in and be uh, more than anything not only touched but surprised um, is slowly coming to fruition so I'm quite proud of the place now. Fantastic and we remind people that people can get a bite to eat and a few drinks as well so it's kind of a bit more uh, might be a bit more exciting than going and sitting in a, in a dark room for two hours. Yeah you still get um, I suppose it's the bestseller cafe. It's connected to Cafe on Seine. And it's a great group of people in there. So it's an elegant sort of um, Parisian style cafe. What you do is you come in at six until seven. You can have a drink, have some food. And then a play starts at seven. So myself and my wife, she looks after all the, the venue things and that aspect of the uh, of the experience and the key is that it's not dinner theatre we've got top playwrights top writers and great actors so you get the best of both worlds and people who maybe usually don't go to the theatre um, will you, take, a, take a punt you shouldn't have mentioned dinner theatre no because now I'm imagining that you'd be around with the El Lupo moustache pretending to be a waiter and then suddenly you start, you start <laughs> doing comedy stuff or something listen the funding bit is interesting So, because I see you're sponsored by the likes of Avalon an aircraft leasing company Mercedes Ireland and stuff I thought you'd be a communist uh, well I'm uh, I'm uh, apolitical my politics will change very fluidly based on who's willing to give the theatre company money and uh, to get play up so what yeah. we did was essentially Brendan we started with nothing and I didn't have the patience to wait for funding from um, Arts Council and stuff like that. Uh, in the interim, the Arts Council have been incredibly supportive of us. So what I did was, uh, this is a New York model that a lot of my, uh, a lot of theatre companies that I would have idolised uh, when I was in drama school uh, did this. It's a very American model, so more leaning on the capitalist end. You, I did the play. Um, and I was actually in the first play myself. So I would do the play. I found out a load of people who had money, who had a history of funding theatre. And straight after the play, I would uh, come up onto the stage and I would uh, pitch this idea of an immersive new writing venue that would do exciting, um, uh, brilliant, touching new plays. And I told them, if we didn't get private funding, 
theatres like this won't exist in Dublin. If you're in Chicago and New York, you walk down any given street, there's three, four new riding theatres. In Dublin, we have very, very little in Ireland as a whole. So I said to them, if we need, if we want these new brilliant plays and stories and theatre, which I believe is the lifeblood of uh, society in many ways, um, we, you need to give me money. So Donald Slattery of Avalon uh, funded a whole season for us, and that was incredible. And uh, then a, a, a good guy called Stephen O'Flaherty from Mercedes is paying our actors uh, for seasons five, six, seven and eight. So things like that are crucial okay. for us. Yeah, and look, that's that's what you got to do, I guess. We hear a lot about that. It's quite hard for artists to scratch a living in Dublin, particularly with rents and stuff like that, is it? Yes. Um, yes, it's... Uh, well, on, on the first point, I've completely reconciled with the hustle and the circus master, ringmaster aspect of this game. Um, if Orson Welles had to raise funds every day, um, I shouldn't. Uh, I shouldn't shy away from that. And secondly, yes, if uh, generally, if you're an actor in Dublin or Ireland and you're only relying on, let's say, for example, theatre gigs uh, to pay rent for the year, it's impossible. Uh, it's an absolute impossibility. But Brendan, it's not just actors, writers, and directors. Uh, a lot of my friends in many fields um, uh, are finding the rent situation. Uh, they just cannot reconcile it. A lot of my friends have uh, have left, not only Dublin but Ireland. So it's a it's a dire situation in terms of uh, us trying to live. And um, so you just have to. I just gave myself as many uh, avenues to make money as possible. I have a family now as well, so I had to I had to really think deeply yeah. about that. Nothing like kids a kid to focus the mind. So listen, uh, tell me exactly. then before we finish up about the play that's starting tomorrow. Excellent writer, Eva O'Connor. She's currently uh, representing Ireland uh, to the fullest at the Adelaide Fringe Festival in Australia with her play Mustard, uh, which was also on RTE and Storyland. So this play is based on, do you remember the kidnapping of the horse, Shergar? Yeah. yeah. Uh, loosely inspired by that, what you have is uh, a jockey who was on top of the world, the top jockey in Ireland, uh, and his incredible horse, King. And uh, King went mysteriously missing. The jockey went off the rails um, with drink and drugs and an eating disorder uh, in the interim 10 years. And our play takes place in Glass Mask Theatre in horse heaven, uh, where the jockey and the horse come face to face after 10 years to uh, to have a reckoning about what went I wrong. I can't believe someone else wrote that play. I was going to write that play, almost exactly that play. I can't believe someone got there first. Where can people get yeah, tickets, every, Rex? everyone says that. <laughs> Brendan, I don't believe you for a second. Um, well, you should have written it. Uh, tickets, tickets online as always, www.glassmasktheatre.com and um, on all the, the social media outlets as well. You can find the link there. Okay. Rex Ryan, El Lupo, continued good success. Glad it's going well for you and always a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> Email brendan at rte.ie.